to episode 14 of the Inner Space Podcast. Today I am joined as always by Into the Rockiverse, but while we're on a roll here, we've got another guest. I am joined by Philip SpaceX. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, can you explain what you do and like, uh, what you do in the space community? Uh, sure, so I started out, uh, I don't know actually when, it was like around November of 2020. And I just started uh, on Twitter doing doing some stuff, and then I don't know some somehow I slid into doing a podcast, and um, yeah, now I'm here with you today. Basically, same story with both ears as well. Like we just uh, we were working uh, for a website, and this idea just came up. Uh, what's your podcast called? Uh, our podcast is called Weekly Space Flight. I do I do it together with uh, Marlon Midbay from Twitter. Uh, I was like always uh, thinking about you know having a podcast, doing some live streams or something, and yes. then he was like, "Yeah, sure, let let's have a podcast." And then from so from there, it just evolved, and now I have a podcast. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Right, let's get on our first topic. Right, as we know, there is a road closure today and that is an expected static fire of the BN3 prototype. Wait, we know it will probably static fire, but how many static fires would we say? I'm saying two or three. I mean, so we have three Raptors on there, right? So uh, I believe that they'll maybe just try or just attempt to do an, an static fire. I'm not sure if they will actually, because it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to just you know there's like prototype booster, so why would they static fire it? Um, yes. We've seen this before with starships where they just surprise us with a static fire. So uh, I, I believe our hopes are high for for a cool static fire of, of just three of just uh, three of the raptors. But yes. I think they would. Wait, they would actually go for is full static fire once they have a full capable booster, you know, like for the orbital attempt or something. Yeah, but yeah, is I mean, it not so when you go so I mean we we just I, I believe we just have to wait and see and, and look what they're what they're doing because we obviously can't look into the future or something, so we'll just have to wait. But I believe they won't really do big static fire with, with BN3. Yeah, but as we know the fuel farm doesn't have capability to load propellant for 20, no, 29 engines. So they couldn't do a static fire of all 29, I don't think, because of engine chill, etc. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about that, and I actually uh, asked the community what they think about about it. But I mean, they would have to. They would have to need. They they need a lot of GSE tanks for. Uh, just to fill up a booster, you know, they even though it's just a static fire, they still need lots and lots of, of stuff. And those GSE tanks, yeah. as far as I know, they're not even ready yet. So they've been having some issues with them, probably because they just yeah. stopped making them. So yeah. I think they're um, trying to adjust them now, like reinforce them. I don't think that I think they've done some like tests on them and realized they won't hold up to correct pressures. Right. I mean, I I believe they would have to do some 
some testing on the GC tanks before they fill it up with lots of uh, you yeah. know oxygen and methane and stuff. Yeah, so it doesn't pop. Right. I mean, it's basically it always looks like like you know like an SN five or something, but it's not tested out very well as far as I can tell because we haven't seen something like an ambient pressure test or something as far as I know. Could be mistaken though. But um, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they just they just made them and 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 rolled them out. So they'll probably do some some more testing. And then we will see lots and lots of trucks just delivering locks and methane to the to the new tank farm, I guess. So yeah, yeah. Any other rocket vessels? Your opinion? Um, Art and Hub Classic. Mm. Not sure. Right. Okay. Uh, more new, more, well, more, let's try to think about what will happen in Boca Chica. How will the capturing system work? Oh, so that is a really good question. I have actually no idea because we haven't seen any renders yet. So I, I feel like we can't make any good assumptions because we don't have official yes. renderings or pictures we just have the 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 renderings from the community and they all make sense but they all kind of don't at the same time so it, it's hard to it's hard to really uh, imagine imagine a system that will work i guess they would have to have like you know swing swing in arms so they have a little bit of uh you know wiggle room i guess for the booster to move around when it's like windy or something so i believe that it can be that there will be like two separate arms that like swing in and uh maybe a platform and uh elon posted in a tweet that they want that they want to have like grip points like structural points just below the weird fins so uh, it would pretty much fly down and anchor w uh, just by the grid fins somewhere. So um, maybe they're like they're like a, a hook thing. So um, I, I'm just imagining something like a train where it just locks into place with uh, like oh, a yeah. hook, and because that would make sense because then it can you know still move around a bit if it's a bit windy or something, and um, because from the from the last couple of weeks and months we've seen from Boca, we we have seen lots and lots of different weather types, you know, like rain and wind and stuff, and they couldn't delay lots of missions just because it's windy. Because they 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 want to launch as often as possible, so they have to be ready to launch anytime. So, and yeah. if they're not recovering the booster, then the mission won't be good at all. Nice. Uh, right. Hmm. But it seems like there has been yellow pipes spotted, but I think that's been tracked down and not been part of the capturing system. If I don't think they're strong enough. Uh, well, it would have to be a big, rigid structure for sure. So, and yes. it would have, I mean, it, it'll probably, the, the launch tower will probably get lots and lots of upgrades. It's just the basic structure we're seeing right now. So um, they'll probably have maybe some prototypes delivered, and yeah, um, yeah but like different companies, like this company will deliver a prototype and they'll decide to go with. 
maybe. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But probably, probably they'll have to test it out somehow. Yes, as we know, uh, this the catch tower will go, will slide up and down the orbital launch tower. Talk about the orbital launch tower. Will there be a segment nine? I know there has been parts spotted, but are they just a cautious approach? It was just not high enough. Um, so I believe that the that they could make the the uh, the launch tower that is uh, as it is right now with the eight segment on top. Um, that they could make it work to stack a starship because we've seen uh, with uh, SN8 that they didn't have lots and lots of space between the nose cone and the the, the main structure. Yes. So they're known to work. They're known to to be able to work with little spaces, like not much of wiggle room to um, stack something. I believe once it's automated, uh, they they don't ha- they don't have to have lots and lots of space between Starship and, and the booster. And as far as I know, someone calculated that they'll have like about one and a half meters between the booster and the ship, which is not a lot, but as I think it's enough. So maybe yes. there will be a smaller ninth segment to you know like a top cap for the crane to mount on or something, and maybe a I don't know like a lightning tower. Um, but it won't be a full segment to to gather some more height, I believe. That is true. As we know, like on segment eight, they've added some extra parts to make it like stick out a little bit. Why is that? Uh, so as far as I know, it is shorter than the other ones. So it's yes. about uh, two thirds um, of the height as the other ones. Uh, so maybe, so they probably have a reason for that. Uh, I mean, they don't have to make it as big uh, as we all think because still, it's just yes. it's just a tower to stack stack a ship. So um, they they don't need lots and lots of fancy equipment. It's just basically a crane and a crew access arm. So, and um, they don't want to make it any taller than it has to be because that's obviously lots of maintenance and stuff. So, yes. um, they'll just probably, they, they just build it as, as high as it needed to be and they just didn't need a full eighth segment. And, um, yeah, it's probably just also just a little bit cheaper. Uh, I, I can imagine they want to save money as, as much as possible. So, that's why they build a smaller segment. So, um, yeah, that's basically all the things I can think of. Yes, right. It seems quite a hard situation that you wouldn't think about until this tower is built and when Starship is stacked. Why will they find a way or lock the flaps? Like, cause you, as we know, they have to be chained. Um, yeah, so at some point they probably won't chain them anymore uh, or maybe switch to a, a quick removal system maybe it can do it on its own with yeah. know, pistons or something is the cherry packet wouldn't be that high right and also uh, i believe at some point they don't need to chain it down because uh, the ships just the ships won't be moved on land that that much so yeah true. Uh, and they won't stand around as they do today for that long so i mean we'll probably see some vertical integration 
um especially with the fairing version with the hinged version and um so that's why that's why we won't it, it won't stand around and exposed to the elements as as they do today so that's that's probably they they won't chain it down anymore and maybe they can uh you know target in even more yes on a later version just you know not for the wind to blow against it and maybe tip over or something yeah right it's mostly and Chica wackles are shipped in from Hawthorne but should SpaceX wackles have a little more you can do this in their NDA agreements like they can maybe post images from the site but like as long as it doesn't disclose certain information uh well i'm not i'm not sure about the uh, co- uh the the current situation over there there's probably lots and lots of restrictions but on the other hand yes. uh, people like nasa space flight and lab padre they have 24 hour cameras up there so um of course they can get those inside views we all want to see but um even though they're they're experimenting and developing the ship basically in an open field they probably still try to hide uh information just because of you know uh, competition and the other companies and stuff because uh, i mean i can i can figure that they that they have lots of interesting technology that they don't want the other companies to find out about for example the raptor engine how it actually works because it's just yes. it's just such a new technology and it finally works and um they obviously don't want to get ripped off or anything so they probably try to hide lots of information. Yes, but because uh, they like they'll know where all the cameras are and all that. So like, that's right. don't move it past. Don't move that's a piece of equipment past this camera. Right, and yeah. um, I mean, compared to NASA and Blue Origin, for example, uh, they don't share anything. So NASA is a bit more open than Blue Origin, but um, they're still pretty yeah. closed and um. I, I I would almost call it uh, classified, because yeah. w- we don't see lots of stuff outside uh, the uh, or inside the VAB, for example, because yes. they just develop and stack behind closed doors for no one to see. So we yeah. we all we uh, already have a big privilege with SpaceX developing Starship in an open field. Yeah, right. I did read that you are an aspiring aerospace engineer. What do you want to do in aerospace engineering? <laughs> That's a good question. So I, I've been thinking about that a lot, but um, I really can't say for sure because uh, there are lots and lots of things that excite me uh, about yes. space itself. So uh, if it is like rocket engineering, development is a big thing. And um, maybe in the propulsion area, because that's just so yeah. interesting and they're so hard to do. And I like a good challenge. And yeah. I've been trying to build my own rocket engine. So, um, yeah, I, I guess it'll probably come down to propulsion or yes. just development in different areas. Right, I've got breaking news from uh, Rocket Rocketverse cleaning the pad in Boca Chica. Oh, that's cool. So and maybe. Oh, that's that's nice. Maybe they'll do a, a wet dress rehearsal or something because we've seen that in the past uh, with yeah, the maybe. other starships. But um, 
I don't know, maybe they'll finally continue and maybe go for a static fire. But you said you're trying to create your own engine. Is that not, I wouldn't say it's illegal, but you're not like heavily watched. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, what are the restrictions on doing it? The restrictions on what? Uh, building your own rocket engine. Uh, so that's actually kind of... Yeah, that's a good... That, that's hard because it's kind of illegal depending on what kind of rocket engine you actually build. Because <laughs> yeah, there are some types of rocket engines that are just illegal because they could be used as a weapon. But then yes. on the other side, on the other hand, there are just types. Uh, for example, a, a stage combustion cycle is not illegal because it's not, uh, it's not, it's not in the list of weapons, you know. So, and it really depends on what country you're in, and um, yeah, you can exploit it a bit by just building a hybrid rocket engine. Yeah, uh, because it's basically just a firework, uh, but. Yeah, it's it's very hard to do, and I just try to be as safe as possible. Yeah. And I'm gonna ask you a question: Has the police sure. been in your house about it? Uh, no, because I haven't even done like a proper prototype yet. I'm just still right. in the in the calculating and simulation phase, but I'll probably start making prototypes, and uh, very soon. And it's actually hard to to find the right dimensions for the combustion chamber and the uh and the throat because the throat is just so it, it has to be perfect you know and that's the problem the nozzle is just following that's not that's not the thing but the combustion chamber size especially for a hybrid rocket engine because you have to fit all the fuel in there uh but the throat is just it, it has to be perfect otherwise it's not efficient enough so how, how do you simulate it uh, so there's this cool um, there's this cool program called Open Rocket. It's to simulate your rockets. But um, I've been trying to get my hands on some software. I haven't been successful with that. So I tried to simulate my own my with my own prog uh, program with my own software, but it didn't work out very well. It was way off in the real world. So yeah, but I'm I'm still looking, but um, yeah, the calculations are going fine, I guess. So, as of right yes. now, it's not supposed to blow up. But I can't say that for sure now. How do you keep yourself safe when you're doing like static files and all that? Yeah, that's another thing. So I just, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm gonna be as safe as I can. So you know, with a, with a big radius, with big safety radius, I, I won't be close at all. I want to put out a couple of cameras and um. I want to put in lots of uh, board switches and stuff, just, you know, and lots of big checklists and people yes. that are monitoring different things. But it's it's far in the future that I could do any static fires or anything. Now it's just pure design phase and... Yes. Yeah. Right. In Russia, now Kenya's launch, but has a European robotic arm. Why was it not? Why is it not just get going on like perhaps a dragon and attaching to the Columbus uh, module? So, for, from my standpoint, it I would say it's just too big and uh, just not packable for it to fit in a dragon trunk. 
uh, because even though the the dragon trunk is huge, it's just it's just the robotic arm can't fold up uh, enough to fit into the trunk. That's what I would guess. Because yeah. and the other thing is, it's probably easier to just install it uh, on the Noka um, module and to launch it up then move it around. They can do it with a cannon arm, uh, but I feel like that's a pretty hard thing to do, and they don't do it as often, so it's just probably hard, and the thing is, it's just it's just an arm with a big joint in the middle, so they yes. don't have lots of room to for, for transport and stuff, so that's probably why they just install it on the, on the module, and then just launch it up. Right, as we know, uh, the Nauka module is part of the ISS. When Russia start undocking modules to create a different station, perhaps a China or something, will the drawings of the Freedom Station come into view again? So, as far as I know, they they plan on decoupling uh, their modules off of the ISS before the ISS deorbits. Yeah. Um, I still don't know why, because... Uh, some some uh, modules like Saraya or something, they've been up there for a long time now, so I believe they can reuse it for anything usable. Um, so I believe the newer models like Nauka, they, they could reuse, probably. Uh, but I feel like we won't see a space station as big as the ISS ever again, because it's, it's just really big. Maybe we'll see... Different ones, uh, with smaller modules, so it's yeah, like easier Nauka. to maintain. No, right, Nauka. like Nauka. Axiom. And um, Axiom, right? But Axiom is just going to be a commercial space station. Yes. I, I, I'm talking about the the science perspective because it's probably just easier to have different uh stations for different things. So if every country yeah. has like a little module, and um. It's just orbiting. I feel like it's easier to uh, maintain and it's easier to divert in different countries than just that one big international thing because I feel like it's more expensive that way. Yeah. Right. What would you rather fly on Axiom 1 or Inspiration 4? Yeah, so that's that's a really good question. So Axiom 1 is supposed to be is supposed to go to the ISS, right? Yes. Yeah, so... I've been dreaming about going to the ISS for a long time now. Yeah. But on the other on the other hand, that cupola in the Inspiration Four Dragon yes. looks really cool. I mean, yeah. I would probably just be there and look out the window for like hours straight because I, I can I can't imagine what I would do in orbit. I would just probably just freak out because it's it's so cool. Um. Yeah, I, I would just go. If I had the opportunity to go, I would just take whatever. Uh, if if they said, like, you know, you could go on Axiom or Inspiration, I would just say, yeah, give me give me whatever. I, I really don't care. I just, I just want to go to space, you know? So, but, I feel like it doesn't uh, matter if, if I get that choice. I feel like it, it's just, it would be too hard for me to to take. I mean, they both have their things which makes them yes. desirable. For example, inspiration, you can do science, you can, you have the cool cupola, you get a flying yes. dragon, which is pretty cool. Uh, but I feel like Axiom is just it's going to the ISS, which is 
a really cool thing. So I yeah. would probably go back to as well. What would you do? And then the rocket verse. Um, I'd go on Axiom One. The only reason is because in Inspiration Four, I could start to get a little bit claustrophobic. You like being in a capsule with four other people for like a few days, it would start to get kind of on your your mind a bit. Yeah, I mean, they're probably the, the the people probably hang out before before the missions and stuff, so they get to know each other. And yeah. I feel like it's not too hard to do because they all just want to do that. So yeah. I believe if you have a difficulty to get along, then they shouldn't go to space together. Uh, but do we know how long the Inspiration Four mission is going to be in orbit? Uh, let me have a look. Because mm -hmm. if it's just a few days, I feel like it's really doable. But on, I don't think that because the thing is, we can't imagine how big Dragon actually is without seeing it. Um, because it, it's probably just huge from the inside. So uh, of course you don't have lots of um, privacy in there, but uh, I feel like it doesn't matter, you know. Right. It says uh, it will last about three days. So say about I would say about two days after yeah. probably in space, like where you're meant to be. Yeah, I feel like a couple of days is really doable. I mean, it's not the thing like claustrophobia or something is not a thing for yeah. me. Um, of course, there are different people, and some of them would probably get claustrophobic. But I mean, then they're not suitable to go to space if because it's just they would have to deal with that. Um, and I feel like even though if it's it's just a capsule, it's still quite yeah. roomy, even with four people inside, because it was actually designed to take more than that. It's like seven or something, so that yes. would have been crowded. But um, yeah, I mean, the guys who flew to the moon survived, and um, yeah, they didn't have lots of space. So, yeah. Right. Uh, right. This was actually a good link. As we know, Inspiration 4 is going to the... I think it's going to the same bit, the same orbit the Hubble is in. Right, mm. how do you start up a 35-year-old backup computer that is in a cold and harsh environment like Hubble? I mean, you don't. That's basically what, uh, or, like, that's how what NASA is trying to figure out right now. Because um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not up to date on, on the on the topic right now. I watched a video oh, on on that topic. It got it's back to operational status. Oh really? Oh, that's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, they started they started up backup hardware like in a backup computer. That's what I was saying. Like, how do you start a 35 year old computer? Yeah, that's just like. Especially the people who are still doing this, you know, they they started forty, thirty five years ago. They the the mission yeah. launched, and they're still doing this, and they're still so up to date on the on the hardware. And even though it it was a pretty critical thing, right? I mean, wasn't yeah. close to come to the the mission was close to come to an end because of that, right? Because yeah, like, it couldn't process any any data, right? Yeah, like they couldn't take any photos and it was basically dead for about a month right so they're probably 
they just try to figure out what's wrong and then they try to fix it and apparently they did somehow and um if you're really in in like if you're really part of the the vehicle if you know what i mean then you can figure something like that out and of course if if we still yes. had a shuttle they could just launch a shuttle up there and have another service mission if they if they needed to but obviously yeah. we don't we don't have that capability anymore um but yeah i mean it, it's it's really hard to judge how hard that job actually is because we don't have the the perspective on it like the people uh have working on hubble and um it's the thing that is blowing my mind is that how they were obviously prepared for such a for such an occasion because when they designed the the thing, they thought of hey what what happens if uh, what are we gonna do if that computer breaks then we'll have a backup you know so that they that that they that they put in backups for everything is is amazing and after thirty five years that it still works is just mind boggling to me. Yeah, right. I'm going to make two questions into one here. As we know, uh, Jeff Bezos, still can't say it right, Je Jeff, the CEO of Amazon, uh, is going to space tomorrow. But yeah. Blue, or Blue Origin has announced that they will not wear pressure suits and another road to space. Either um. Yeah, I feel like I I've been thinking about that because I saw that um so somewhere on the internet I can't remember actually. Yeah. But um I feel like they don't need to because they try to be like an airplane or something and um yes. so they don't they don't want they don't want to uh, train the astronauts a lot before they do the flight. As far as I know they want to do briefing day before launch. And then yeah. they'll just do it. So that's probably probably just like the the safety instructions you get on an airplane. You know, in case yeah. of an emergency, you do that. So and uh, I think the the New Shepard spacecraft is designed in a way that is so redundant. And even if they had a pressure loss, they'll just be at breathable altitudes immediately. So I yeah. feel like there's no no need for any kind of pressure suits or uh, oxygen oxygen supply or something. They have the, the climate control, so that is keeping temperature and the oxygen levels at a reasonable at a reasonable level. So yes. um, there's just no need to, I think. And those space suits or, or pressure suits are probably hard to make. Uh, because yeah. if they really want to serve lots and lots of different people, they would have to have lots and lots of different sizes, and that would probably just won't be hygienic and efficient, and then it's just easier. And of course, it also takes away another variable of quick reuse, you know, because they could. That's just yes. the thing. If we compare it to um, Virgin Virgin Galactic, it it'll probably take at least a couple of weeks for them to get ready again to fly of course mm -hmm. they say they want to get it down but you know i feel like new shepherd has the better approach because they could basically inspect the capsule put it on a booster and launch it so um yeah if they had space suits they would have to check them out again and wash them and get them flight ready and 
Yeah, it's just another thing that they would have to do, and it, it's just easier to go without. I think that's why they opt for the no pressure suit variant. Hey, Philip, I have three questions for you. Sure. What got you into space? Ooh, that's that's a hard one because I feel like I've been interested in space my entire life, basically, but it kind of yeah. faded away at at some point because my dad was always talking about space to me. You know, I did a I did a, a I did an Apollo presentation in preschool and stuff. So um, I always was interested in space and I built a a curiosity replica when I was like seven years old and um, it it was just a card box and and some some stuff on it. So it was pretty terrible, but still the 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 inspiration was there and then it 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 faded away. And someday I just someday I just found uh, on Steam, I just found Kerbal. Curl space program, and I was like, hmm, yeah. interesting. And then I was like, oh, I want to get stuff into orbit. And um, from there, I, I started to watch tutorials and stuff. And then at some point, Scott Manley and Everyday Astronaut got, um, you know, they they showed up in my in my YouTube feed. And I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. And from there, I just went down a rabbit hole, and I just got deeper and deeper and deeper. And yeah, yeah, here we are <laughs> right. What's your plans for expansion? Do you mean like in the space community? Uh, both like in the space community and just uh, like, like, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that I want to work in the in the space industry. So I'm I'm just uh, I just handed in my my selections for my last class in school. And um, from there, I'm probably just going to study something like space engineering. It's a yes. it's a college class we have over here. So um, yeah, and from there, I'm probably going to just move to the U.S. and work for some space uh, for some space company. Uh, but it's still a couple of years away, so I'm not too yeah. determined on where and what kind of feel and stuff. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it happen and and. Where would you like to move? We're trying to um, move in a Yeah, so I'm not sure if I want to work for like a private company or for like JPL because I feel like JPL could be an interesting, um, an interesting workplace. But on the other hand, I just like rockets, and I'm not, I'm not too into the spacecraft. Of course, spacecraft are are amazing, and I always yeah. like watch satellites and stuff. But I feel like the rockets that put them there is uh, are more interesting to me. So. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure, but it's probably going to be America because there's just no other, no other place yeah. in the world where you can, where where you can do that. Because every other yeah. place would would come with some hard things, like you know, like a language barrier. I've never been sure. to other places, so like that's just the most viable option. Of course, there's always India and China and stuff, but I don't think that those places would be a good place to live permanently. So. For me personally, so yeah. Oh, um, <clears throat> I have a question. Sure. If you were to work to work for one of the, well, I'd say rather small companies, for example, Firefly or Relativity, which one would you go for? So I really like the Firefly Alpha. I I'm not too up to date on Relativity space, unfortunately. Um, yeah. 
but I really, I just, I just probably would send out lots and lots of, um, uh, lots and lots of, you know, interest. Like I, I would just spread out my my interest in in the companies, and I just try to get a job somewhere. And from there, I can still move away and stuff. But I, f I really don't want to be too picky, because I feel like once you're in in the space in the space community workplace wise you'll just go wherever you want so uh, but i don't i don't have any preferences uh, on the, on like the size of the company uh, i just i just want to see what's feasible and what sounds cool and what i can do so yeah i've got one final question for you yeah go ahead what will go to orbit first starship or sls Wow, that's a hard one because Starship was supposed to launch on July first, oh, and SLS was supposed to fly in two thousand nineteen or something. So, um, yeah, obviously, spaceflight is always related with delays, but um, so SLS is pretty much ready to go. The last yes. thing that is missing is Orion. Um, it has. But I've, it's... I've, I've got a feeling like NASA will do like a lot of testing on ground testing. Definitely. So, uh, Orion is gonna is is gonna get its its launch escape system soon, even even though they wouldn't have reason to use it. It's just you yeah. know to complete a vehicle, and um, and from there it, it, Orion will it will move over, and I think. They'll just test out everything because they still have the opportunity to to test everything. Once they want to fly crew, they can test as um, as aggressively as as they can right now because they can test out stuff with you know integration, stacking, and yeah. um, there's probably going to be lots and lots of action on the mobile launcher on the mobile launch platform. Um, with you know what happens if we hold the rocket at a certain point or something and yeah. um i feel like they're just gonna test lots and lots of ground stuff with the entire rocket complete and um yeah but also boca chica doesn't seem ready to support an orbit of flight so yeah. there's stuff like the launch pad isn't even close to be ready um as I mentioned earlier, the GSE tanks are missing. I don't know how many they actually need for an orbital temple. Just gonna figure a lot. Yeah. Um. Then the launch table, for example, isn't there yet. The tower isn't ready. So, um. Yeah. Of course, we have seen uh, some parts of the ship and of the booster. Yes. You know, with the curved tiles and all that stuff. But um. They have to get there, so um, I feel like we're gonna experience some more delays with SLS. And uh, if I if I had to guess, I would put SLS in the first quarter of 2022, yes. and um, Starship I would put between third and fourth quarter of 2021. So right. I'm gonna say Starship. All right, that's all our questions for you today. Thank you so much for joining us, Philip. Thank no you again. Thanks for having me. Uh, where can they find you? All right.
See you later.